On this episode of the podcast, we're going to give you our best case and worst case scenarios for the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're also going to give you our new channel sports top five greatest NBA shots of all time. I'm looking at a lot of components when you talk about shots. It's not just that it was a great shot that happened in the playoffs. It propelled them to the next round. It's what it did for Michael Jordan's career. That shot could define Michael Jordan as a player. After that shot, it was a wrap. He's like, okay, I've arrived. And it's not just the shot, it's the emotion that he showed after the shot. And then, not just that, you see in the background one Craig Elo <laughs> down to his knees <laughs> like he's about to cry his life away. I mean, the, everything about that shot is just... Is spectacular, and I think that that's the shot that really defines who Michael Jordan is, and that was what was propelled him to the level that he was able to get to. You're tuned into the new Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is One Enyi. One Enyi. I was trying to say that the one and only. That's and then I got it. What do you mean? What like? One Enyi. My name is O Enyi. The one and only O Enyi. Because I was looking at that, that cowboy jersey you're wearing, bro. It, it just messed up my whole flow. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please, please subscribe. You can do it on our website, that's newchannelsports.net, or you can subscribe or follow us on any major podcast platform. Lo, what's up, bro? How you doing? Man, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Lo, coming down. All right. And sitting all the way across from me, the most hated man in the world. I said the world now. The, world, no, the whole world, it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Why you got to do that man like that, man? Because he's a cowboy fan, man. Right, I, I love him. Too. Appreciate it, love. The love, low shows. <laughs> only only cowboy fans know that. Listen, there's nothing you Houston, Texas fans know. Yeah, they don't know nothing about that. Yeah. What's we'll, up, man? We'll see, we'll see when the season starts. So, how, you doing good today? I am doing wonderfully. You want to buy Fantastic. You want to buy my... Dak Prescott jersey? Yeah, sure. Let me burn it up real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll burn that sucker for you. You, ready to give a, you know, I got to give a shout out to the sorry Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, they, they are losing. They poo poo. And, uh, and a mad shout out to Cowboy Nation. I, I, I don't say this that often. You've known me for a long time. Yes, I have. I've known you for a long time. I, I, I really believe you want to see people. But that's not a new thing you've said. I've not. When did I say that? <laughs> I've not. I've not <laughs> I've not said that. I'm curious. Trey's never said that. I don't say that. So what? what I'm, I just what happened? It's, it's I, I, like, I love the confidence. It's our time. Man. Did you have a dream about you and Dak Prescott holding hands? Yeah. Walking through the forest. Mm-hmm. Trey, Trey's a prophet. So when, <laughs> when he speaks, I'm just telling you, I, I things feel it. usually happen. I feel it. Being honest with you, mm. I just see it. I see it. We're going to the Super Bowl. If it happens, I'll throw up. <laughs> I'll definitely throw up. <laughs> there, there's no way I'm not going to throw Every up. Every game, you're going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to get COVID watching the, the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, we are going to start off the show with a little flashback. 
The new Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. So what you just heard was the famous shot by Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, against the Sacramento Kings back in 2002 in the Western Conference Finals. If the Sacramento Kings would have won that game, they would have took a 3-1 lead. And that was a big, big shot by Big Shot Rob. I'll never forget where I was. I was watching that with an with a ex, and she was a big-time Laker fan, big time Laker. More than you, Trey. What, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. I can't say what she was because my wife was the same. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was a big, big Robert Ory fan. Still a big Robert Ory fan because you know he played with the Rockets before going to LA. He went to Phoenix. He threw a towel in Danny Agent's face. Said, "I'm not going to stay here anymore." <laughs> and then he went to the to the Lakers. And you know, at, I was. Jump up and down when he hit that shot as well. It was a big time shot, and uh, I'll never forget it. You know, it went from Kobe's hands into Shaq's hands into Vladi, the tip of Vladi Divac's hands, right. perfectly into the hands of Robert Ory. It was arguably Vladi's best assist ever. <laughs> the assist that wasn't an assist. It was probably arguably his best assist ever. I just remember watching that series, and it, I mean, it was a huge rivalry. You know, Sacramento at that point. I recall had, you know, so many opportunities, you know, to, to, to represent the NBA, you know, for, for a championship, you know, in the finals. But, you know, uh, great series and, and huge shot by Robert Ory. Yeah. It was arguably his, I mean, probably the one he's most remembered for. Um, honestly, even then, he had a bunch of big shots for a bunch of championship teams. Uh, but it's one of the things that will define him in his glorious Lakers career. Um, of being a role player and just knocking down shots when you need to, uh, but yeah, that was uh, I'll I'll never forget that. But that Kings team, that Kings team was dumb. They were good. They were really good. They were a great team. Yeah, that was really good. But yeah, not for that shot. We, you know how I feel history. about ifs. You want to talk about? It? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it? Can I say it on the show? I'll bleep it out. Yeah, but we always, you know. In football, we always talk about what's a game of inches, right? I don't know what the, the term would be for basketball, but it's the, it's the same Bounces. thing. Bounces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? So 
just one bounce here or there, we could be talking more about the Sacramento Kings instead of Los Angeles Lakers. So, you know, when we do that, when we do that segment, we should probably do, we should probably talk about one of the, I mean, we talk about like big shots or like defining moments in teams' careers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We should find something miraculous the Buffalo Bills did. You think we could do that? The Buffalo Bills? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think so? Trey always he's always pushing my buttons, man. He's always pushing I mean, my buttons. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what we would what we could think of, but there may there may have been a flashback you could use a, oh, man. a, a oh, tremendous man. thing that Buffalo Bills are able to do against Houston oh, man. Man. Yeah, 35-0. But yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, man. So that reminds me that on this on this day. Trey, that was good, man. <laughs> stop good. stop it though. Stop it. Just stop it though. That was good. Um Wow. You always find a way. <laughs> So how was I feeling when this podcast started? I was feeling great. Was, I was feeling wonderful. Why aren't you feeling wonderful right now? If your oh. team lost 35 to 3, yeah, you'll be feeling I'm feeling Rikus. I'm feeling Jeff Rikus. But that, that reminds you of Warren Moon. Uh, I posted it on Instagram. Today, in 2006, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. First African-American quarterback inducted to the Hall of Fame. First undrafted quarterback also inducted to the Hall of Fame. So Warren Moon. Favorite quarterback of all time. Him, Brett Favre for some reason, and, you know, Deshaun Watson. Those are my favorite quarterbacks of all time. I don't know how. Deshaun Watson jumped to your favorite already? Yeah. Of all time? Of all time. How did that happen? That's, that's, it's not like a list. Oh my. You just you have your favorites of all time. It's not like a, a list. Your favorite of all time can be um, not Doug somebody, Flutie. Not, it can yeah, be Doug Flutie. Okay, but not somebody who's been playing a year <laughs> it, it, or two. So what? He can still you, you. You told me he was one of your favorite quarterbacks too. Not don't, of don't all do that. time. That's, that's, but that's who, what, what, where's he at on your list? That's the only uh, no, not even of but all they, time. They don't have to play ten years in the league for them to be one of your favorite players of all that's, time. That's going to have to be another uh, uh, topic. But that's bad. There's no way oh in hell you could have him as your favorite quarterback you can, of you, all time. Your favorite, oh, your okay. favorite quarterback of all time could be a bad quarterback. Uh, yeah, but you can't <laughs> play in a year or two years, three years. <laughs> Only been in the league. Yeah, that's so disrespectful. Oh my that goodness! So I didn't say he was the best quarterback. Now that would have been say, I didn't say my favorite of all time. He is my favorite. One of my one of my favorites. No, no, you already blew it. Nah, you blew it. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Ah. <laughs> so talking about great shots, right now we're going to give our top five greatest shots in NBA history. This is the Top 5, presented by the New Channel Sports Podcast. So this is how we do this. I've decided that we're going to try this one more time. (laughs) Hey, man. The people have spoken. And you know, they kind of like it for service. I don't know why they like it. You go first. first. We'll go clockwise. Okay, right. Well, you'll still still get the ending. You'll still get the ending. But this is how this works. We're going to give our New Channel Sports Top 5. Each of us is going to give, you know, five, four, three, two, down to one. And that's just going to be it. That's going to be the new Channel Sports Top 5. If any of us have a problem with that, then we have a problem with that. So, Who, who normally has a problem with it? Uh, <laughs> Me. But anyway, we'll see what happens today. I, I feel good today. And these are NBA. NBA of all time. Greatest shots of all time. Now, let me taste them right now. Let me taste them right now. <laughs> These better be at least playoff games. I don't want to hear no shots having a regular season. You didn't say that. Die. <laughs> go back to that. Die, Trey. So my number five, arguably the greatest player in NBA history, Michael Jordan. And number five, the shot he hit against the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Come on. Number five? Number five. Now, I'm looking at a lot of components when you talk about shots. It's not just that it was a great shot that happened in the playoffs. It propelled them to the next round. It's what it did for Michael Jordan's career. That shot could define Michael Jordan as a player. After that shot, it was a wrap. He's like, okay, I've arrived. And it's not just the shot. It's the emotion that he showed after the shot. And then, not just that, you see in the background one Craig Elo <laughs> down to his knees <laughs> like he's about to cry his life away. I mean, the, everything about that shot is just is spectacular. And I think that that's the shot that really defines who Michael Jordan is. And that was what was propelled him to the level that he was able to get to. So that's number five, the shot that he hit against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hmm. I, I, that's, I mean, that's a good shot. I mean, that was, that was, that was a huge shot. I would have probably ranked that higher than that for what it meant at that time. I just um, want to make sure it got in the list. Got, oh. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was trying to do. So, I you yeah, yeah. yeah so that was what I was trying to do. Um, that That's it. That's, okay. I, I, I kind of felt that, but if any of us didn't have that, um, on our list, that'd be crazy. Um, but my shot was a playoff game, and it's sad that I'm actually even mentioning this. Uh-oh. Um, but the shot that I'm thinking about happened in, I want to say, like, 1999. And it was a playoff game. But Sean Elliott's Memorial Day Miracle shot, Ooh. if you haven't seen that shot, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, they're playing the Portland Trailblazers. I want to say it was game two of the Western Conference Finals. But have you, do you know what I'm talking, talking about? With his, with his, with his feet, feet are barely in bounds. He, he should be yeah. out of bounds. He should be normal, out of bounds. But but he, wasn't even, he wasn't even looking <laughs> yes. to see where he was at. He was on his tippy toes. Yeah. Like, no, no. People under, they're listening, don't understand. He was literally <laughs> on, on his, his tippy, tippy toes. Yeah, so and really he hit hard. a shot. His yes. heels, the, he would have, his, the balls of his feet were almost out of bounds, but his, because his toes were up, right. or he was on his tippy toes, his heels weren't touching. And he hits a corner three that's just like, what? Like it was, it was, it was clutch. Uh, it was, and it was one of the things that helped propel them to win the championship. You know, I mean, t- I mean, that was a big game, big win for them against the Trailblazers to, and they went on to win the, the NBA championship um, in the next round. But that shot, man, I'll, I, it's, it's, it's a staple for people from San Antonio. Um, and you know, I have a disdain. You know, you love Spurs. San Antonio. You know, I have a disdain for the Spurs <laughs> or the Spurs fans. But that Memorial Day miracle, it truly was like it should not have happened. And you talk about, you know, we've talked about on this show in the past where, you know, had Robert Ory not made that shot against the Kings, I mean, the Spurs may not win that series. That whole series could take a turn for for the worst for them, and they don't win their first NBA title ever had he not hit that shot. So that was a that was a crazy shot. And if you haven't chance, if you haven't seen it, go back and look at it. Sean Elliott Memorial Day miracle. It's a one of the best shots in NBA history. That's a good one. Man, you're talking about crazy shots. Let's talk about the luckiest shot of all time. And my number three goes to Kawhi Leonard. That's yeah, the luckiest bounce you can get. That's game seven against the 76ers. Now, if that shot doesn't happen, you're talking about the Raptors not going to their first uh, NBA finals and winning their first championship mm-hmm. game. So that, that'll be number, my number three. Mm. I would have had that in my top two mm. myself. Really? Yeah. But number three is good. At least it's on the list. I'm glad, I'm glad we got Kawhi Leonard on the list this time. So I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, you, know, you got to look at this. Should have had him number five. So my number two, whew, it's hard for me to pick number two because I want to make sure a couple of things get on the list. Because I don't know what Trey's going to do over there. I don't know what you're going to do. 
This this is gonna be the last time you go last because <laughs> this is back to back times you're gonna last. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh is bad. it? Oh, my is bad. it? My bad. Like you just didn't know who thirty five to three out. Woo. <laughs> so anyway, my number two, I gotta put him on the list. My original list had Michael Jordan at number one and number two, but I'm gonna make number two Michael Jordan because I want to make sure it gets on the list. That shot, same thing. The last shot that he made as a Chicago Bull against the Utah Jazz. Game six, as he hits the shot, he's posing. Everybody's watching him in Utah. They're sick. They, they, they hate his guts. You know, um, what's the guy's name? Russell. Mm-hmm. He might have pushed off a little bit, a little bit to get the shot off, mm-hmm. but he did it. And that's just, if you want to write a storybook career, that's the way you do it with Michael Jordan. That's with that you know well. Right, right. So that's, that's my, that would have been originally my number one. But I'm gonna put it here at number two because I don't know what this guy up here is gonna do. I can't. You can't. I can't what? believe you. Like, it, it, that was iconic. That was an iconic shot. But that's part of it. That's part of it. It's not just about you know. There's there's pressure. But you that's put involved. him on there twice because they were both iconic you, shots. Yeah, but you talk about iconic shots and go ahead. Finish. Finish. I'm just saying finish. they're both iconic shots. Okay. When you think about big shots, I'm not mad at it. You you look at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Man. You look at those shots. Now, I mean. We'll talk about after, we'll talk about more shots after this, but I had to get that shot up there. That's definitely number one for me. It was okay. Yeah. Okay. So who you got, Trey? Who you got, man? May thirteenth, two thousand four. May thirteenth, two thousand four. Everybody looks at this shot now because you'll look at the clock and know whether or not your team has a chance to win. This doesn't have anything to do with the Spurs, does it? It does have something to do with the Spurs. Okay. The Spurs fell victim to this guy's shot. Uh, and now the rules have been changed to determine whether or not you can actually get a shot off in this amount of time. But Derek Fisher's point four mm, shot against the Spurs. Mm. I watched that. I watched that game too with Col- the same girl. <laughs> 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 I was telling this girl, "It's over. It's over." We had a bet too. It's over. You know. You know. You know, you know what kind of bet you make with your girlfriend. <laughs> so Kobe- <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. Here comes Derek Fisher. Kobe Bryant hits a crazy shot. Tim Duncan comes back and the hits a crazier, crazier shot. shot. Remember yeah. Shaq's the comment? Back, yeah. yeah. After the game, one what, lucky shot, shot deserves, deserves another. another. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Duncan shot from the top, basically the top of the key or in off the glass. And like, what? And serious. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll never forget where I was at. I was at Howl at the Moon. I was actually working there. And I, everyone knew that I was a I was trying to open up a bar. And I was trying to figure out how to work in San Antonio. In San Antonio, yeah. So everybody, ha- we gotta we gotta have a podcast about what happened in so San Antonio. Listen, so listen, I'm there at the bar, and people, everybody knows the patrons, the employees, everybody knows how big of a Lakers fan I am. And I'm talking trash, right? Tim Duncan is that shot, and if you could imagine how the moon—it's a dueling piano bar. Yeah. Everybody and their mama is yelling, pointing, cursing, yelling at me because I was being obnoxious uh, during the whole game. That's your middle name. Man, when Cornelius Obnoxious. <laughs> when, now we got to forget our last name. So Cornelius Obnoxious and whatever comes up will be the last name. When Derek Fisher hit that shot. Because there was no, like, as a casual fan, it makes no people sense. didn't think it was even possible. Like, oh, there's no way you could do that. Mm-hmm. But when he hit that shot, and you talk about iconic moments, when he starts running and he's yes. like going to the he's locker room. Gone. Gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, he ran as fast from that court as he ran from Matt yeah, Barnes. The, like, yeah. he was gone. <laughs> And, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> but that that to me, I just I'll never forget. I will never ever ever forget that. And it was just something that changed the rule. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just like 
it was crazy. And, and it was the Lakers had already three-peated. They were going for their fourth championship in a row. Man. I mean, like, it was just, uh, man, it was, uh, that was crazy. That was a crazy, crazy, crazy shot. I'll never forget it. Ever. And just think about all the big shots in Lakers history. You have, because there's some shots here that I want to mention, but, you know, a lot of shots. You look at uh, Magic Johnson mm-hmm. and yeah. that hook shot. The hook, yeah. That was a big, big shot. Um, you talked about Robert Ori earlier, that big shot. Kobe Bryant has a, some big-time shots. One of the shots that was really big-time from Kobe, even though it doesn't get any credit because they en- end up losing four games right after that, was that first game against, Phoenix? against the Detroit Pistons oh, the in Pistons. the finals. Mm. I thought that was – I thought, okay, okay, they're going to find a way to win. I thought Detroit would win the, fi- the game, I mean the, the series, yeah. but you know that was a big shot too. So, man, that's a, that's a good one, Trey. I didn't even – I'm not gonna lie, to you. I didn't even think about that one. I didn't that's want to think cool. about that one. You, uh, I know you didn't, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> another, you said we talked about another couple of shots, and it's not because I'm a Lakers fan, but I don't know if you remember. And it's like, and I, I'm bringing it up because it's iconic. But um, if you go back to, to if you go back to the annals of you know what happened in the NBA, I want to say it was the 2000 NBA Finals, and I'll look it up really quick. But I think it was the 2000 NBA Finals, Western Conference Finals, Game Seven. Lakers are up by like maybe four points and 40 some odd seconds left. The Blazers have been coming back and Kobe Bryant throws his Shaq alley oop to Shaq mm-hmm. and Shaq dunks it. And that's when he, I mean, like it was like, you, they still show those highlights. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was just, one, I get the chills just thinking about and it. And Kobe, like, Kobe it, jumps in, <laughs> in Shaq's arms. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man, was, I love that. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that was in 2000 when they were going for their first championship. Right, and right. So like, that was just one of those to kind of, like I'll never, I'll never forget that either. You that know, what's another thing that's really interesting too is it's not just those big shots; it's the opposing team and the way they look at those big shots. We talked about Jordan oh, and Craig Elo, all deflated. deflated. Not, not only the team, but the fans too. Oh man, especially when it's away. Yeah. Yes, we look at the still shot with that uh, when they played because they played at Utah. And you see all the fans, all the de- dejected. I think the one that was most hilarious, there was a little boy in the stands, and his face was just broken. Yeah. And I could have sworn from that distance you can see tears streaming from his <laughs> eyes, man. But it was a really dejected look on that guy's face. Yeah. But I do want to talk about some other shots that were on my list that weren't mentioned, but this is still a good list. I don't know if that should be number one, but it was a good – good. Four? Yeah, it was a good shot. But I think about the stage two in the finals, the shot that Kyrie Irving hit against the Golden State Warriors – to give the Cleveland Cavaliers their first title. That was crazy. That was a big-time shot. It was. One-on-one, uh, on one, Steph Curry. The confidence that he showed to even take that shot. You got LeBron James over here. He's like, no, bro, Bron, I got it, bro. So when people talk about, we'll talk about this in another podcast. People talk about who's the best psychic LeBron's ever had. I don't think it's, well, we'll talk about this in another podcast. But he showed in that moment why he should be considered as that best psychic. Now, ever since then, you know, Kyrie's career hasn't gone, you know, the way he would like. But that was definitely a big-time shot there also as well. Another shot I want to talk about that wasn't mentioned, Ray Allen. Similar to the, similar to what you're talking about Ray, with Sean Elliott. Yeah. He, the awareness to know where he was at, step back. This calmly in the most beautiful shooting form you can ever see from anybody. Drain a shot. And this is after LeBron had missed a shot. He's like, LeBron, same thing. LeBron, hey, Ray, bro, I got this. And just hit that shot. That was a big time shot. San Antonio is involved in a lot of big time shots. They really are. They really are. Um, they really are. No, we didn't mention um you meant Robert Ori. Robert Ori's um game winner in I, I want it was game three, maybe. San Antonio? No, against Portland from the corner. 
Um, but he's had so many big time shots. That shot was Robert, right? that, oh. that was to help the Lakers get to the third championship. That shot there, the Blazers were beating the brakes off the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about beating the. I mean, like, everybody thought the game was over with. And when he hit that shot with them, I want to say, I mean, it was it wasn't at the buzzer, but it was really close to it. It was just one of those shots that just it'll never they'll never forget. Um, that shot and the, his shot against the Blazers, his shot from the Kings overshadows the shot that he made against the Blazers. But if you go back and look at it, that shot he made against the Blazers in, in game three helped the Lakers three peat. Cause without mm-hmm. it, they, the Blazers, they, they were, they were, they played better than the Lakers that day. Um, but to hit that shot on the road, kind of like what you were saying about Jordan hitting mm-hmm. that shot mm-hmm. in Cleveland or again in Utah, which Jordan's, most of Jordan's big shots, you're not going to find many iconic moments from Jordan in Chicago. Minus the layup where he goes and switches hands. Big point, yeah. Most of his shots were hit on the road, which you don't find that that often. Mm. You don't find that that often. Just killer instinct, man. But it's just amazing how you have great players make great shots. And all these players that we named, they've made multiple huge, amazing shots, you know, to propel the teams to – to big games, whether it be championships or, you know, finals. Amazing thing. I just want to name one more shot, you know, to to give a shot to my Houston Rockets. Mario Ellie. From the corner, the kiss of death. Kiss of death. I thought you were going to bring out T Mac or something. No, 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 Mario. That shot has great significance to me. I was watching that game from beginning to end, and when Mario Ellie hit that shot, I was living with my father at the moment, at the time. And once he hit that shot, I it was a Shaq and Kobe moment. I jumped in his arm. <laughs> we were both screaming. Yeah, I mean that was that time period where the Rockets won back to back titles was the one of the best moments of my life. I mean, watching that run, the dr- dramatics of everything, them coming from the sixth seed, the lowest seed ever to win a championship. But that shot, that kiss of death shot was, that's, I have to put it up there as one of my, my greatest shots also. After the show, I'll have to tell you my story Uh-oh. about the 94 Rockets, my experience at the Summit. <laughs> wow. The is it that explicit? No, you can't say expli- it on the, on the podcast? It's not explicit, but it's, uh, it, it, was a pretty, it was pretty cool. Okay. It was. I got. I, just, I saw them come back and beat the Suns. The Suns had them dead to water. I mean, dead in the water. And the Rockets came back and had one of the one of the come from behind wins for the ages. Uh-huh. Uh, I was at that. I was at that game. Um, yeah, I'll tell you about it after the oh, show. Wow. Okay. Good. I don't think we missed anything. I think we named most of the big time shots right. through history. KD I, one, shot, we've talked about it before, but Katie shot against. Well, if Chris was here, you would definitely disagree with you on that one. One shot I don't want to mention. Want. John Stockton against the Rockets when they had, you know, Barkley. I didn't want to say it, but it was a big shot. I hate that shot. Oh, I hate that. I, the Jazz, as far as a basketball organization is concerned, I cannot stand Utah. <laughs> I cannot stand them. Cannot stand them. But that was good stuff, guys. Good stuff. So we're going to go ahead and talk about um, some football here, some NFL. We, we've been talking about two teams um, for the past couple of episodes. And um, what kind of season they're going to have going into the um, the 2020 season. And the two teams right now we're going to mention are the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll start off with the Cleveland Browns. We've had the discussion before, but due to technical difficulties, um, no one was able to hear it. But I'm going to <laughs> say they saved you. Wow. Well, I'm still, I'm still, I still have the same opinion. Oh, dude. I do. I do. I, I thought about it. I thought about it. Don't make that face, Trey. Don't do that. Don't right. do that. You and low, man. You and you. Just don't learn. We'll see. We'll see. But this top five was oh, this, it was okay. This, this one was good. This one was okay. This oh, one. only because I had <laughs> <laughs> quiet three. 
At least you had him on the uh, list this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the Cleveland Browns. Worst case scenario for me, 11 and 5, right? Worst case? Best case. Oh. Best case, 11 and 5. Um, Baker Mayfield is definitely the key to that team doing anything. If he can somehow prove that he is somewhat of a franchise quarterback, then I think 11 and 5 is a slim for them. I think that they can actually get into the playoffs. I know this has been a, a team that was mentioned last year as a surprise team to get into the playoffs, and they just fell apart. So Baker Mayfield being the key piece to that, that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario, they're going to do the same thing they did last year. They finished 6 and 10 last year. If they don't have their act together, they're going to be right there in the same, you know, record 5 and 11, 6 and 10. So that's the worst case scenario for me for the Let, Cleveland Browns. We just need to slap box. Try out your <laughs> slap box. Because, so you think that what? The best case scenario is them going to the playoffs. 11 and 5? 11 He's going to take 11 and 5 against yeah. What universe? Yeah. What planet? What dimension? 11 see, and 5. See, this, this is, if people listening, this is the abuse I took last time. <laughs> so I really thought about, should I, do I really want to take this abuse again? <laughs> I think you like it. Apparently you do. I think you like it. I think you like it. Like it. I think for, it's the a the, for the love of the podcast, I said, yes, let's do it. You got a fetish and you just want to, you just want to do this. So uh, let's. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. My wife is listening. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so 11 and 5. Just help me out real quick. Okay, really, really quick. And you just say W or L. Real quick. Okay, okay. Real let's quick. Go. Let's do it. Ravens. Where? Oh, this is there, there's no home field anymore. Mm. It's this neutral field. But because this they're the, familiar with one this, another. This is the Browns. I'll split it. Matters. I'll split it. Okay, so so we'll say this one's the Ravens. This one's the Ravens, yeah. So that's okay, one loss. Bengals. That's a win. Washington. That's a win. Cowboys. It's a loss. I wish you would say Colts. <laughs> Colts. Uh, I can see them, but we'll, play, we'll say loss. Uh, Steelers. We'll say loss. Bengals again. Raiders. Win. Win. Raiders? I can see them being the Raiders. Okay. Yeah. Raiders win. Texans. I can see them being the Texans, yeah. E- I, can, I can see them being the Texans. I mean, I can't. Eagles. I can see them being the Eagles. Jags. Oh, the, the, the win. Win. Titans. Let's just say loss. Ravens again. They gonna win this one this time because we're gonna split. They won the first one, so they're gonna win this one. Giants. That's a win. Jets. That's a win. And Steelers. Loss. Loss. Okay, so th- that would be six losses. Okay, All right, so, so ten and six. So you're you're cl- you're yeah. close. If but you, you, know, if you, you really know. believe that. <laughs> that's, that's 10 and 6 no but 10 and 6 some of those teams that you look at that I had them win against they can definitely beat those teams but it all depends on ba- don't get me wrong I do not believe in Baker Mayfield I don't I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't but best case scenario if everything is clicking and their coach is on par as well his name will lose right now but if he's on par as well and he can actually Give these guys some confidence because when they played with confidence last year, they looked like a, a pretty decent team at some points, but they just weren't able to close it out. So I, I, I'm I'm not going to poo poo on what you just said, but what you don't realize is they are the Cleveland Browns. And just just remember what I'm saying, right? Every franchise, not every franchise, maybe not the Cleveland Browns, but there are some franchises like 
um, Lowell alluded to on the last podcast, when you look at the culture of the of these franchises, are they, are they ever going to get anywhere? Is it ever going to change? Now, if I'm saying, best case scenario, if this is the year <laughs> where they do change that and it does flip, maybe we could see the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. Maybe. They, they Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go. I want you to finish. They've got a new head coach. You, you were right. You know his name? I don't know. I can't remember. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski out there. Yes, yes. He came from Minnesota. Okay. So they, there is a change in culture. But uh, at this point in time, you and I could have probably coached the Browns because they've had more coaches than the quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Uh, which is like, it just doesn't make much sense. But if you don't have the talent to, they can't, if, if Baker Mayfield can't stay upright, they're not going to win football games. I agree with you. Period. 110%. Period. Um, they have the they have a receiving core that most quarterbacks would die for. They really do. With Njoku, with Landry, with Beckham. If he can say healthy though. Yeah. Njoku. Yeah, but I mean you're talking about with with Hunt and Chubb mm-hmm. in the backfield, mm-hmm. there's really no reason. Like they shouldn't win more football games. It also they found ways to lose games last year. And that I don't know if that's gonna change. But I don't know that it's gonna change. And like we've talked about before, with no home field advantage. I mean, I, I don't know that the – I mean, if offense is going to be your – like we're kind of seeing in the NBA bubble, there's no home court advantage. The offense is what's going to – is who's going to have the advantage. Uh, your offense is not a top-ranked offense. So I don't I don't see them doing that. Best case scenario, best case, they go maybe, maybe 9-7 and seven based on that, what we just what we just went through. Um, but I could I, I easily see them going seven and nine again. I think they may, they maybe improve one one win than what they did last year. I I agree. I think if you if you packaged the Cleveland Browns, if you picked up that team and you somehow swapped them with the with the New York Giants or something, okay, then you might have you might possibly have a ten and six, eleven and five win team. But th- this this and this is what I said last time. So I'm going to say it again. The, the 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 Browns are moribund, catastrophic, and lowly franchise. All right, I said that last time, so I'm saying this again. They've had so much turnover in their front office, and just like you mentioned, Trey, they've got once again they've got a, another a first year head coach. Now with COVID nineteen and all of that, th- there's just not enough practice and time for these guys, I believe, to reach eleven and five. Now Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, they're they're a different story. They're a different team. All right, and and no one expected that, but. The, the, don't get me wrong. The, the Browns are loaded. They've got first round draft picks all over the place. They've got all the talent. I think they've, they've, they've bought all the, all the talent they kind of put on this team. At best, I'm going nine and seven. I'm only being nice and having them beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Otherwise, they're an eight and eight football team at best for me. Now, I do have them going three and three in the division. So they split last year. I believe they'll split it again. It's division. Uh, these are division opponents. So yeah, I think that's the hardest goes. part of the schedule. Honestly, yeah. it's the division. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, with all that being said, and then they have some hope. So you do have a culture change. You do have a coach. You know that 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 was an offensive coordinator, pre- previous offensive coordinator, uh, for the the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. So that offense is going to look pretty similar to what Minnesota ran last year, um, and what the 49ers ran as well. All right. Worst case scenario, seven and nine. So no change. I still have them splitting. I just believe that they're going to go three and three in the AFC North. Um, and the only difference is they lose to the Raiders and they lose to the Colts. I think they win the rest of their, their games. Um, and then just like you mentioned earlier, oh, I mean, you got to keep Baker Mayfield upright. One of the reasons and one of the struggles that he had last year was that he had no trust in his offensive line. I think if they invest a little bit more in that offensive line and keep him upright, he has a chance. But as a quarterback, if he plays like how he played in OU, 
I think he has a chance, but he he just hasn't showed that in the NFL. Yeah, I, and I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I yeah, mean, you I'm, are. I'm, I'm hoping that he. I hope he does well. I just he hasn't proven anything to me yet. Um, so yeah, closer to five hundred. Hmm. We'll see. We shall see. Oh, we will. Like I said, remember best case scenario. If I gave you my actual prediction, it'll be much different. Uh, like, how you gonna? We'll do see. Because it won't be the best case scenario. They're, they're not gonna have the best case scenario. But if everything clicks, and Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, he's the key. Obviously, you gonna get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not loving on him. <laughs> I'm just saying he's the key. Yeah, uh, you pregnant, buddy. <laughs> you haven't said in a while. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so let's talk about another team in the same division. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't, which wait. We, I can't wait to hear you in this one. What? I can't wait to hear you. I want to hear you. Do you remember what I said last time? When we had the technical difficulties or no? I don't remember. No. Are right. you sticking to it? Oh, yeah. Same thing. They're going to, they're ceiling 12 and 4, 13 and 3. Oh, my God. For the Steelers. We've had this last time before. And the same reaction. I'm having deja vu. It's the same reaction. <laughs> the same reaction. Yeah, deja no. vu all over again. No. So no. when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you look what happened to them last year. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished <laughs> eight and eight. <laughs> I think you snored last time too. <laughs> yeah, this is this is exactly what happened last time. If you guys, are, this is kind of creeping me out. So they finished eight and eight um, last year in uh, 2019. They started the season off one and four. Mm-hmm. They went off. They went on to win seven of their next eight games. They were at one point eight and five. Now. When you talk about this team being eight and five last year, week six, Ben Roethlisberger goes down. He's injured for the for the season. They bring in Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph. As far as what I saw last year, NFL play, quarterback play, those were the worst two quarterbacks I saw out of the entire NFL. And for Mike Tomlin to have this team at eight and five at one point with those two quarterbacks. That's just amazing to me. Devlin Hodges is best known for duck calling. I don't know if you guys heard his duck calls. <laughs> no, I heard and we already know what Mason Rudolph is best known for, getting hit in the head with a with a helmet. So, I mean, for that team to do that. Now, after going 8-5, and five, they lost three games in a row. But they were on their way to the playoffs. And if you put in Ben Roethlisberger instead of having Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett, th- that team, yeah, they can be a 12-4 team. Easily. So that's that's the best case scenario. If Big Ben is not Big Ben, then they, they might be around that area again, seven to nine, eight and eight as a worst case scenario for the Pittsburgh. You know what? I'm gonna need you to step up and be a damn man. What Stop saying about? this if stuff. Like this is what, what, what it is. It's an if say it oh. with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> say it like you mean. Not everybody can be a prophet you, like you, man. <laughs> the prophet is speaking, man. You're giving him way too many outs. I don't yeah, want to hear it's that. It's like Moses saying, hey man, <laughs> be a man. Be like me. Make the prediction. I'm just but Moses. I'm just a man. <laughs> say it with your chest. <laughs> All right, here we go. Giants. Steelers and Giants. Win. Okay. Uh, Broncos win. win. Texans win. win. Titans win. Either or. Eagles win. Browns win. Ravens loss. Go ahead, the first loss right there. Steelers. Win. I mean Cowboys. I'm like what? Cowboys. <laughs> uh, 
that's a toss up. But uh-uh. I, be a win. man. Win. <laughs> Bengals. Win, Moses. Bengals again. Win. Jags. Win. Ravens again. Did I say win first time or lost first time? You said win. Oh, so lost this time. Yeah, they got, they got split that. No, you. What did I say? No, you said time? lost. Well, you I said, said lost. lost. So, yeah. so win this time. Washington. Win. Bills. The football team. Bills. Uh, lost. I say lost on that one. I say win there. Bengals. Win. Colts. Win. win. Browns. Win. Two losses. You smoking that? No, I'm just good, saying good. they they are they will be favored in those games that we just no they won't yes they will no they won't no they on won't. a neutral field Trey with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger and the defense that they have come on Trey you just you just told me what did I just basically tell you? you just told me they're gonna win the division okay that's what you, that's what you told me it's a possibility with a health okay look let, let's let's look let's let's just argue this real quick let's argue this real quick the quarterbacks that we have in that division. Mm-hmm. Right, one of them is a rookie. Mm-hmm. Right, we have Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP. Right, then we have Ben Roethlisberger, and we have Baker Mayfield. That's right. A healthy Ben Roethlisberger, you can argue, is the best quarterback in that division. Right. On the defensive side, the defense is what the only reason they were finishing eight and five during that stretch was because of that defense, and that defense continues to play the way they they played. And then you just mentioned that they might get Antonio Brown back. Did you put that into the equation? <laughs> after eight Trey, games. Trey's laughing. After now. eight games. But what do I just say after eight games? They were, they were winning anyway. They were they had a winning record before Antonio Brown. So if they get Antonio Brown back, hey, man. You're getting the drug test. <laughs> Immediately following the show. All right. What you got? About? I, I don't even know what to say. Go, go ahead. Go I don't ahead. even know what to say. Go ahead. Best case scenario. Ten and six. What? Ten and six. Why is that? You because be they me. I I'm telling you, what they there's a aura about Hinesfield. There's an aura about going and play playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. No matter how good or bad they are, no matter who's that quarterback, it's just it's like walking in a Lambo. You know what I mean? Like it's you're really doing that. I think when you take the fans away from teams like Green Bay, teams like Kansas City Chiefs, teams like Pittsburgh, Chicago. There's a lot of teams, though. Uh, New Orleans. I don't think so. You take the Houston. I think the Texans might play better without their fans. I, I don't. But I don't that's see not going to give them so much of an advantage. They're going to be able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. I just. I don't see. I don't. I, I think the Texans. The Texans are going to struggle against everybody because they don't have a wide receiver taller than you or I <laughs> All right, uh, on the roster. They should go get Antonio Brown. To be quite honest, never going to happen. Right. No, because Bob is a whatever. I just don't see it happening. I, I the aura, the 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 crowd. I think the teams that you're going to see normally, the home team gets three points. Normally, the home teams the home team is always favored by at least three points. They're going to be minus three. So if you see a game where the game is a one and a half or a pick them, they're basically saying the road team is favored to win. Any game closer than three points, and I think you're going to see more of that this year because this this there is no home field advantage. I'm sorry, it's not. It's, there's no home field advantage, and I don't care if, if you put twenty thousand fans in a eighty thousand seat stadium. No, ain't gonna happen. They'll be just as they'll, they'll be fifty fifty because those teams aren't probably gonna be able to see their teams play at home, so they'll travel to go watch them play. So I, I don't see if twenty percent of the people in the stands, half's gonna be for one team, half's gonna be for the other. One's gonna just be because they want to see football. Period. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I just I just don't see that happening. Ten and six if they're lucky. If not, they'll go back. They'll be a, a five hundred football team because they can't stay healthy. Connor hasn't proven that he can remain healthy. Roethlisberger hasn't proven that he can remain healthy. I don't know who they're back. We're talking for. about best case scenario, Trey. If they are healthy, if they are, we, do you want to happen? If I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But that's that's what the best case scenario. We're talking about best case scenario or worst case scenario. Best case scenario, Mike Tomlin is continuing to be Mike Tomlin. The coach that I know. They'll be 8-8. So your best case scenario is 10-6. 10-6. Worst case, 8-8. Once again, and I think you did this last time too, I did not take into account the fact that there will be no fans because that's that's huge. It's big. Because you always hear about the terrible towers, uh, towels Mm -hmm. when you play at Pittsburgh. And they're also traveling fans as well. Absolutely. So anywhere they go and play, they still have an advantage because they're fans. One of the best in the league. Absolutely. So I made an amendment. Amendment. I'm I'm gonna be a man. I'm gonna stick by what I have here. That's what I'm talking La- about. Last time we did the show, I had him 11 five. Best case scenario, I made him. Yeah, I'm 12 and four. I have. Well, no, I had him 11 five. I was like, you had him 12 four. I had him 12 four. You did. Oh, well, whatever it is, I have him <laughs> right now. Uh, as of what as of what I have right now, 11 five. I have him. No, I have him better. Oh, better. I have him better. Oh, I had him 13 and three. Oh, or or 14 and two. So we went through that exercise. And that's the best case. That's that's, and I'm putting a lot of onus on Big Ben coming back. Think about mm-hmm. it like this. Now let's let's look at some statistics. Okay, last year, just like you said, um, oh, their defense is what was what kept them in ball games and what won them ball games. Fifty four sacks. That's first. Three hundred four yards per game. That's fifth. All right, they only allowed forty eight hundred yards um, on defense. Okay, uh, they were plus eight in turnover differential. That's eighth in the league. Okay, offense. Offense, they were 30th in offense. So that's in this today's NFL, 4,400 yards total collectively in the entire offense. 4,400 yards is what the Pittsburgh Steelers delivered last year. Mm-hmm. Only 2,900 yards passing. Okay. They scored only 18.1 points per game. Their defense allowed 18.9 points per game. So you mean to tell me if they scored 20 points per game, these guys would have went to the playoffs last year? Okay. So I'm putting a lot of onus on just having a a a a, a, uh, a competent quarterback, a, a great quarterback. I think Big Ben's a great quarterback, um, and then obviously, uh, obviously health. But now, with that being said, when you talk about the the uh, not having fans at the stadium, I, I think that does make a big deal when it comes to this particular football team. I think no matter how good and how bad those teams <clears throat> are, that division is one of it's. One of the more competitive divisions we always year in and year out. Well, I mean, you go back and even look at what's happened this century with what the Ravens have been able to do and what the Steelers have been able to do, minus the Bengals uh, and the Browns. Those two teams, you'd find you'd be hard. I'd like I'd love to see the stats to show which division has as many consecutive or playoff victories or Super Bowls even this century, right? Because the Ravens have won, um, the Steelers have won. Twice, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they haven't won and, since what 2010. Yeah, and the and the Ravens won at least once, right? The Ravens won a Super Bowl, right? So there's not other than the AFC East, but that's all done by one team. There's not many other divisions that have multiple teams in that division winning a Super Bowl. The NFC East has not done it. Uh, actually, I take it back. The NFC East is the other, the, one of the other divisions that have done it. I don't think I don't I don't I could be wrong. But I don't think anybody else has won a Super Bowl. Anyway. Um, that division is always tough. Say they beat the Bengals twice, right? And they split with everybody else. That's already a couple of losses. And so you're saying they're going to. That's four. 
Huh? That's four losses. Right? What What do you mean? That would be four losses in the, within the division if they split with everybody well, if else, they right? split, they split with... They, oh, I'm thinking about them. That's split, only three losses. Th- yeah. So if they split with the Bengals, you said? No, they no, don't they, split they, with they, the Bengals. They beat the Bengals, right? So it'd be two losses. Two losses. Sorry, two losses. I'm yeah, so tripping. that'd be two losses. I'm thinking about them so, as a team. Yeah. yeah, so that'd be two losses. So you're talking about they're going to have to run through um, the NFC East. Okay, let, let me explain a little bit more. Because the fans, that's something I did take into the equation, right? But we got to look at <clears> coaching <throat> also as well. This is a totally different thing that's never happened before in the NFL and in all sports. When I look at different coaches and how they prepare their teams, Bill Belichick comes to mind. I don't think his teams are going to really miss a beat because there are no fans. And I, I really want to take into account that Mike Tomlin's in the same situation. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go into these games and they're not going to miss a beat. But as far as other coaches one of them being the coach that i'm a fan of i don't know exactly how they're going to go into these situations are they going to do the same thing they did when there were fans there and not be prepared for every game probably i mean there's a lot to be said that pittsburgh having porous quarterback play still had opportunities to make the playoffs mm-hmm. that there, there's a lot to be said and the fact that they went 88 i went back and looked at the schedule to see what their record was because i forgot what their record was and i did a double take i was like wait a minute I remember they didn't have a quarterback, and I did the double tape because I saw that they won eight games. They were eight and five. They were bro. eight. Yeah, they, exactly. You know, so there, there's a lot to be said. So, um, did so you watch them play last year? I watched them play. The, the offense was horrendous. They could not do anything on offense. Most the, teams, that's that's a losing record, and the fact mm-hmm. that even there have been teams that have great defenses and they still can't, you know, replicate this kind of. Terrible activity on offense. Can I? Re- I just want to remind you of something really quick because we don't really, we really don't have a frame of reference for what we're getting ready. To get yeah, we, to. Don't, we don't. So all of this, even what, what we're all saying is just it's yeah. all because even what happened in, in the bubble. At first, we thought you know, but oh, it's really a right. lot of parity. Well, let me go, let me. Right, right. That's where I'm going with this. Okay. Think about what's happening in the bubble right now. Mm-hmm. Let's take it a step further. We've talked about it. The Lakers aren't looking like the world beaters that everybody thought they were. The Bucks lost to the Nets, one of the biggest upsets in NBA history, like point spread wise. Um, the Clippers lost to the Suns with their starting lineup. Right, we're seeing different things happen because it's a neutral court and it's not. They're not going through the normal routines and things like that. Let me switch gears a little bit. In baseball, the Yankees are playing very well. The Baltimore Orioles are in second place in that division and they stink. Like they they normally don't play very well. The White Sox are in second place in their division. The A's are leading the AL West. I'm just talking, and I know it's a different sport, but I'm just telling you, it's not the the world champion Washington Nationals. Yes, they lost Rendon, but they they're not doing very well. Um, there's teams now, the Cincinnati Reds, the Colorado Rockies, for uh, crying out loud, are winning or or ahead in the NL West ten games in. Ten games in is like thirty games in. Mm-hmm. In real life. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that, like, because you don't have your normal setting, you're not going through the normal routine as a coach. Mm-hmm. Your, your travel is going to look, look a little bit different. When you get there, it's going to look a little bit different. What those players' routines are when they get there are going to be completely different. Like, I think that this is, like, it's truly, truly a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that – I don't think you can go on history. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go on history. <laughs> well, you, you're, you're right. But I do think that the deciding factor within all that – as far as coaching is concerned, it's most important in football than it is in any of those sports. When you look at basketball, what did you say coaching is what? It's more important, more important in football than it is in baseball 
and in, in basketball. I, I think that if disagree with you more. What? And what? In what? In what game is it more important? I, I I think coaching is underrated in almost every single sport. But I think for me, mm-hmm. for the number of games that they play and the amount of time that they play it, I think coaching in basketball is probably just as. But you got a couple of coaches. Football, you've got an offensive coordinator, right. a defensive coordinator. Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys for crying out loud. Right, 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 right. Um, and so, but the team was. Right, but you've got so many coaches that handle so many players. The player-to-coach ratio is completely different compared to what it is in some of those other sports. I don't think it's one coach Mm. that makes that big of a difference. Yes, their mindset and stuff like that. But you've got, you know, an NFL, I don't know how many teams. That's probably, that's a really good question. How many coaches an average NFL team has compared in the NBA where, you know, these guys are playing night in and night out. So Mm -hmm. you're talking about traveling one time a week. You're traveling eight times a year. To win the Super Bowl, you're traveling three times a year. Probably, I mean, I'm sorry, eleven times. Eleven a year. times a year. Right. You got an NBA team is traveling at least at least forty one times a year, mm. at but, least. But when, that, that but that that could also right prove your point the other way. Right, these guys are playing so much because think about it like this: NBA coaches now, especially, I, I don't think they call a lot of plays. There's so many moving parts with with football, and there there and with each side, you're talking about somewhere between you know eight to. 11 coaches, mm-hmm. you know, and then you special to and special teams, equipment, all of that stuff, you know, attention so, to detail. Yeah, so much detail. So if you don't have a, a strong coaching staff, if you don't have a strong uh, head coach and then your offensive coordinators are not strong, okay, or you can have a weak um, head coach, but then you need to get your coordinators to be strong, you know, so sometimes your coordinators can carry your head coach as long as your, co- your, your head coach is someone who is detail oriented and kind of set the stage. Let everybody else kind of, you know, play their roles. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to have, because if, if you don't have a coach who's detail oriented and pushing your players, you know, to, to hustle, play hard and pay attention to details, then that's the difference between those clutch moments and losing and right. winning, winning games. And like, you know, Trey was saying earlier, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen in yeah. this football season. There's a that's lot true. unknown. This is going to be something that's never been done before within a season. So, and that's why it takes so much, you know, um, I put so much on the coaches because I look at coaches that have done it before. They've had their teams well prepared for unknown situations. Bill Belichick, you know, he's we always talk about this guy. And I know there's not any anybody else in the NFL that's like that. Of course. But he puts his t- team through all kinds of situations. And he say, this is what we're get ready for. So I do look at them and I do look at, you know, Mike Tomlin as being that kind of coach that's going to get his team well prepared to go into the season. But I just want to um, mention something real quick. Someone was watching you on um IG TV and they just want to know why you're wearing a trash bag during the uh, during the podcast. No comment. <laughs> no comment. No uh. comment. Oh boy, that's funny. Oh boy, that's hilarious. Have have a great day, <laughs> sir or ma'am. Oh man, but I you know it's it could go either way. It really could. But I do still look at those coaches that have already done it in the past as being, you know, having the advantage. Oh, let me get my worst case scenario. Oh, you can give worst case scenario. Yeah, I never got that. Trey just trying to start rambling off. He didn't give you a chance to say anything. <laughs> worst case scenario. I've got them going. Uh, where are we at? Nine and seven. So that is – so they go two and two against the NFC West. So they – Lose against Dallas to Philly, um, but you lose twice against the Ravens, and you split with the Browns, Bills. Uh, you split with the Browns, and then uh, you lose against the Bills and the Titans. All right. I could. 
I, I think that's probably closer to where they're going to be personally. That's just me. They could, you know, all these teams we're talking about. Let's say, with the exception of the Browns, <laughs> but let's just say Big Ben. You know, he goes down again, and let's say you know, a lot's on Joe Burrow's plate. I don't know how he's going to be able to do what he can do in Snatty, but let's just say they're not up to par. And you know, the Ravens aren't going to have a twelve and four season again, right? We'll talk about them later on. They're they're, they're even more stacked. Yeah, they are. They're even more stacked. Yeah. Can you believe that? But we'll see what happens with them. That's what, yeah. when we talk about them. It's going to be interesting as well. That's going to be very, very interesting. So, good stuff, guys. You got anything else to say? Trey, you guys, you're just looking at You got something else to say? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I was I was trying to find the average number of coaches on an NBA team. It's probably trying to chew out that. Trying to see that if person yeah, that I, we I, talked about you. <laughs> that hurt you. That hurt you feelings a little no, bit, bro. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's only fun, Trey. Come on, hey, man. Hey, I just said no comment. I just said no <laughs> Whenever comment. Whenever someone says no comment, it's a How trouble. long do you want to edit this show? <laughs> <laughs> How long do you want to take to edit this show? On that note, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, we try to do our best here to entertain you guys and then talk a little bit sports as well. Um, so please subscribe. We're on pretty much all the major platforms that podcasts are available. You can also subscribe on our website. That's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. It's been your one and only O-N-Y, not one N-Y, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. And your boy Lil was here as well with Big Trey, Big Time Trey also here. So peace out. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.